It's Wednesday, February 17th, 2016, and this is the One More Verse podcast. Hey everybody, it's John Nix. I'm so glad to have you along with me today. I'm going to be discussing Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 40. Today's reading is a story that is familiar to just about everyone in the world. It's a story that we all hear in some form or fashion. It's the story that I think kind of kicks off the Christmas season when CBS plays A Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the story about the arrival of our King, our Savior, Jesus. There's so many things that go on in this story that sometimes I think we miss the generous details that Luke provides for us. We begin by finding out that Caesar Augustus has issued a decree. Now, a careful historian will note that Caesar Augustus was none other than Octavian, who had sort of rebranded himself as the emperor. And his his decree that goes out is that everybody needs to be registered because they want to collect taxes. And so uh, there's all these details that Luke gives us, the fact that Quirinius was governor of Syria. And so they all go to be registered. And in keeping with the prophecy and the story that God had been telling all along, this betrothed husband-to-be, Joseph, went up from Galilee. and, and, And he's headed from this little bitty town of Nazareth to Judea. And he's headed to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a significant place because this is the place where God has said that the Messiah would come from. Now, Joseph is going because he belongs to the house and the line of David, and therefore he's obligated by this decree to go and be registered there so that taxes appropriately can be gathered. And so he goes with Mary, who is his betrothed, and she is with child. Now, you can imagine that a journey like this with a woman who is great with child nearing the days of the birth, this was not an easy journey for her. This is a complete displacement. They are leaving their friends and family. They are headed to another place where they're not going to have the support system that they would have at home. And so they come to Bethlehem, and it just so happens that in God's sovereign timing, his son The time for him to be born is accomplished while they're there. And we don't get a whole lot of details. We just are given this simple explanation. Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. Now, I can tell you as uh, a dad that you never forget the birth of your first child. You never forget the birth of any of your children, but there's something about that first one. All of the things that you've dreamt about, that you think you understand, all those things sort of go out the window when you finally are there and you experience it. And so all we know is that this couple, the the time is accomplished and in God's sovereign economy operating in his providence over all of creation, his son is born. And we don't have the details except that we know They're not in an inn. They're not in a hotel. They're in a stable. And this new baby is wrapped and he's placed in a manger, a feeding trough. Now, one of the things that we must acknowledge in this is that so often when we read of this birth account, our hearts are warmed and we think of little Mary and Joseph and the baby and we see this as an incredible and wonderful thing. But in reality, can you imagine? Can you imagine the circumstances that Jesus is born into? 
He, he's not in luxury. They're not enjoying amenities. And for a, a birth, uh, Mary's first, she, as far as we're told, we don't know whether she had any midwife help or if she was just kind of on her own. Perhaps the lady that was of the inn close by came and aided her. We, we don't know. We just know that for the first time ever, she gives birth in this miraculous way. And it's less than what they expected, certainly less than what they would desire. And so they find themselves in a set of circumstances that I'm sure were quite joyful to know that the son had been promised and the son was now given, but it still wasn't exactly what you would think, what you dreamed about. And so while they're there, we, we find that God chooses to announce this child in, in an unlikely place. He announces it to a bunch of shepherds. Now these shepherds are in the same region. And so chances are, it's quite possible that they are watching over the flocks that would be used in the nearby temple sacrifices. And God chooses to announce himself and the birth of the Messiah to these unlikely and not very popular group of people known as the shepherds. Imagine these simple shepherds as this angel of the Lord appears to them and the glory of the Lord is shining on them. Can you fathom what it must have been like? All of this angelic activity that's taking place, be it Zechariah, be it Mary, um, now these shepherds, this glory suddenly shines on them and they're just absolutely stunned and they are frightened and the angel gives them the exact opposite instructions of what they're thinking. The angel says, don't be afraid. But it goes on. There's good news. There's a lot of joy that's for all people. And, and, and this angel announces to them that this very day, born this very day in the city of David, there's a Savior. He's Christ. He's the Lord. And the angel explains, here's, here's going to be a sign because this is not going to be the norm, but you're going to go and you're going to find a baby that's wrapped in swaddling cloths and it's lying in a manger, a feeding trough. And suddenly, with this angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, and they're praying, praising God, and they're all saying together, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. And so they disappear. Now, I'm imagining these shepherds just staring at each other, somewhat in shock. They cannot believe what they've seen, but this news is news that has to be investigated. And so they're like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened. God has chosen to make it known to us, so let's go. And the Bible says that, man, they, they make haste. They get there quickly, and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby exactly as the angel said they would. And so they're explaining, can you imagine how quickly they're falling over their words and trying to explain to Mary and Joseph that angels appeared and that they knew they were there because the angels told them that they would find them. You can imagine their voices trying to, to not be too loud because here's an infant and yet they're so excited. They're just bursting to tell them what all they had heard about this child. And it tell, the Bible tells us that Mary, she soaks all these things in. She's just pondering them and the shepherds when they go they are glorifying they're praising God you can imagine just the noise and the excitement as they make their way back uh, to their to their field to watch over their flock and then we move into something that I think sometimes we miss that Mary and Joseph we learn much about their character and their desire to obey the Lord 
At the end of eight days, as was the custom under the law, um, they let people know that this baby's name would be Jesus, as they had been instructed by the angel to do. And when they come, they come time and it's time for the purification. Mary would have been considered unclean due to the birth. And so she goes and she wants to be uh, pronounced ceremonially clean. They're going to present Jesus to the Lord. And, and, and this is all keeping in accordance with what God had revealed and what he had said. And so they go and they make a, a very modest offering. We know that from the fact that it was turtle doves, that this was not a family that's coming from uh, a lot of wealth, but they are very meager in their means. And, and as they're there, we're introduced to this character named Simeon, a man righteous and devout who had been waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Bible tells us, and you've got to remember where we are, that the Holy Spirit is upon him. And that's a unique thing that's happening for the Holy Spirit had not come yet to permanently just indwell men. And so he's there because the Holy Spirit had revealed to him and told him that before he died, he would see the Lord's Christ. And so, as God orchestrating all of his creation, this elderly man makes his way into the temple just at the right time. As Mary and Joseph, with their new son, come in to the area to follow the customs of the law, and he just takes the baby into his arms. And he begins to bless God, and he begins to say, you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared in the presence of all the peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles. And do not miss that because that's huge for us. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. Jesus is for all peoples, and he's also for the glory to your people, Israel. And Mary and Joseph are just absolutely soaking this in. They are marveling at what they're seeing, this man that they don't know. And he blesses them, and he says to Mary that this child is appointed for the rise and fall of many in Israel. And he also says a sword is going to pierce through your own soul. And so there's got to be a lot of questions about this. But we're also introduced to Anna, this prophetess, uh, and and she comes and she's been so faithful and she has been devout and she has been regularly going to the temple and worshiping and fasting and praying night and day. And as she came in there, she also began to give thanks to God and speak to all about the redemption that had come in Christ Jesus. And so they go through this and you can just imagine Mary and Joseph unpacking the events of the day and going, can you believe that? I can't believe what happened. Do you, can you imagine what he said? Do you, do you see what she had to say? It's true, husband. It is true that this son of ours is the son of God. He's the Messiah. And so in keeping with everything that they were supposed to, according to the law, they returned. They went back to Galilee, to this little bitty town of Nazareth. And the Bible tells us that Jesus grew and he became strong and he was filled with wisdom. And indeed, the favor of God was upon him. For this is God's son and he is born and it is great news. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit us online at johnnicks.org. Catch up with me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Just use the handle, TheJohnNicks. And the best way to track along with one more verse 
is the Vertical Purpose app. You can download it for free today on the platform of your choice. Thanks again, guys, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.